Prepare yourself for an in-depth examination of something mundane from Icy Robot's day-to-day existence. Welcome to This Boring Life. Hello, my kids. It is me, Icy Robots, and I am back for another another episode of This Boring Life, the show in which we we take a look at the origin story of me, Icy Robots, and the way we do it is one topic at a time. And the topic we are going to tackle this week is convenience stores. You know, those little stores you have in your neighborhood, like a 7-Eleven, like a Circle K, like a Wawa in some regions. Those places where you've run down to buy like an overpriced gallon of milk or like a pack of cigarettes or whatever, dude, whatever it is that you may want at that time. I've spent like I spend a lot of time hanging and banging around convenience stores. Why? I don't know. Because I'm a loser, dude. Because it's just like, I need something to do sometimes when I was younger and I would just like go down there and play video games or hang out, look at magazines and just, just kill some time in between doing this or that. The, the first ever convenience store I remember spending any like significant amount of time at was the, the 7-Eleven out on Highway 12. It was one of the few places I was able to reach on my bike. There was that the Safeway, and then the Ben Franklin later. But at this time, the only place I could get to on my bike that was any fun at all was the 7-Eleven. I would go there, like, all of the time. This is back when this is back when they had, like, video games and VHS rentals and Slurpees. They still have Slurpees. They had all this kind of fun stuff. And I would just, like, I would go there, not every day, but it felt like every day to go and play, like, Road Blaster, to go play Galaga, just to do whatever. Let's see... When this all began, this was probably like back in the uh, late, late 80s, mid 80s, I would say to be more accurate. Like soon after we moved to California, I remember our first house when we moved here was over off Brush Creek Road. And then we moved over to the house over by Whited Elementary. And over in that area, there was like Garfield Park where there were like tons of bullies, but there was also Creek and fun things to do. But then the the coolest thing around was probably the 7-Eleven and I would just like, I'd cruise my bike. Through Whited Elementary, past the weird apartments that are over there. They're like these super sketchy apartments. It was like overall, like a really nice neighborhood. But for some reason, there was like this one small patch of apartments that were like super duper sketchy. They more belonged in like a Richmond or a Vallejo than they did in Rigged Valley. But I would go past through there all the time, cross the road. This was over by the Judo Dojo and Rinson Valley Feeds. I would cross the road there and the road was like, it was like a pretty treacherous cross when you're like a little kid on a stupid bike. But I would go over that all the time and hang out at the store. The main draw was just getting out of the house, just getting away and being able to do something on my own. But they also, they also had like three video games over in the corner. I was over there at that 7-Eleven recently, and I, I I feel like I feel like over the years the quality of the 7-Elevens has like eroded. It's like eroded greatly. What was once like a super fun, super cool place to hang out is now it's just kind of like basically a store. You know, they have store things, food, coffee, all that stuff. They don't really have like the the cool things to do and hang out there. They don't even they don't even really have like magazines anymore. I used to go there and look at wrestling magazines, look at like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, but the area where they used to have the two or three video games in the corner is now, like, it's like a freezer thing where they have, like, pre-made sandwiches, like, little uh, tuna sandwiches, deli sandwiches, hard-boiled eggs, and and stuff like that. But I would, I would go down and hang out there forever. The game I remember playing, like, the absolute most at that 7-Eleven over the years was Road Blaster, 
You know, it's that game where you, like, drive a car, and it's, like, some futuristic, like, road warrior setting, and you're, like, driving around. It's like Steve Jackson's Car Wars, you know? You're, like, shooting your... Shooting, like, pew, 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 out of your car, and you have to, like, cross over these orbs. There's, like, orbs in the road that give you gas, and you have to, like, keep going over the orbs, because you're running out of gas, like, like, so quickly. Man, you're running out of gas so quickly in Road Blaster that it's almost like you have a hole in your tank, because you'll just, like... You couldn't make it to the 7-Eleven from my house over by Garfield Park on the tank of gas that they give you in Road Blaster without, like, running over, like, 50 orbs. But I would, like, I would play this game all the time. I just thought it was so fun, so cool. I was, like, super heavily into the Steve Jackson Car Wars world, and I, I dug Mad Max and all that stuff. And this game was, like, as close as you could get in the Rinkin Valley area. Another game that I used to play all the time over at the 7-Eleven was Galaga. I remember they had the Galaga there, and then they also had Galaga at the Round Table Pizza over near my house, and I always wished that, like, one of the two places would get a new game, but it was, like, it was, like, the longest time where there was just, like, this Galaga overwrap, and it was, like, I'm cool with Galaga. I think that it's fun, but for whatever reason, I'm just, like, I'm not a good Galaga player. Like, I devil tea. He was, like, the Galaga king, but I was just, like... I was just, like, awful at this game, and I don't know why. I'm awful at this game to this day, and it's, like, it's not a super hard game. It's not super challenging at all. You just kind of, you kind of go back and forth and zap, but I couldn't get it. I have, like, never successfully pulled off that trick where you get, like, the aliens to take away your one ship, and then they drop it back down, and then you have, like, a double ship kind of thing. I would, I would make it, like, occasionally, but it was always, like, on my last guy, which I was dumb about. It was always, like, my last guy... And then my last guy would get floated away into space while I was just, like, sitting there like a, like a dum-dum going, I can't believe I just, like, got transported away by this. They had the Galaga there for so long that, like, I look back and I wonder in, in retrospect if maybe, like, they owned the machine. Because the other ones would kind of go in and out. Like, they had Road Blaster for a long time. They had a couple others for a while. But they had that Galaga machine for, like, ever. I'm not even kidding. It was there for, like, ever, and I would still drop, like, tons of quarters into it, because you can only play so many road blasters before you get, like, drained on your, uh, watching your car run out of gas on the side of a highway, and then you just want to, like, blast some aliens in revenge, but I, I'm not the best. I kind of stink at it, but it was still, it's still, like, a classic game. It's still one of the best of all the times in space. I think, though, when I'm looking back, that the game that was, like, the most over game of all the games that were ever at the the 7-Eleven on, on Highway 12 was Street Fighter. Man, when Street Fighter first hit the street, this was like, this was like more than a game. This was a movement, dude, because there were like people there like every day lined up. And this was the era of like putting your quarter on the top of the machine, like so you would get next. And there were always like, there was always like a line of quarters stretched like the entire, the entire length of the Street Fighter marquee. Now, I myself, I am not a great Street Fighter player, and we're gonna actually factually talk about Street Fighter later in this episode as well, but I, I do enjoy the game. I think it's a lot of fun. I like video games that are kind of like, kind of like a direct competition. I, the idea of like going one-on-one -on -one against somebody else is always fun. I've always been a big fan of fighting, fighting sports and fighting art, so this game like, it really appeals to me. I've never been the kind of dude who's good at the combos, though. There's, like, there might be, like, one or two I can pull off, but I can't really do it so much during, like, actual gameplay competition as much as I can sort of, like, goof around and throw, like, a giant uppercut or whatever. But I, I do have a lot of fun playing it. My favorite dude in the OG original version is Dalsum. I'm a cornball, and I would just, like, stay at a distance and, like, jab at dudes until they eventually died. But... 
in the later games, I really enjoyed Balrog, like, a lot. There was, there was this one time, though, I recall, like, this super distinctly, because it was one of my, one of my few tales of, like, video game success. Me and my homeboy Mark. This was a kid he used to hang out with a lot in junior high, and I, I don't actually know whatever happened to him. We kind of, we kind of fell off. We ended up going to different high schools. That was something that, that happened to me quite a bit. The, the school that I went to, Rankin Valley Junior High, you had the option of either going to Montgomery High School or Santa Rosa High School. And for whatever reason, my parents decided I should go to Santa Rosa High. I don't know. They just made that choice. But a lot of other dudes that I knew ended up going to Montgomery. So I lost contact with, like, all these guys that I would hang out with. And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even until, like, school started that I realized that they were, like, no longer at my school. Because these weren't, like, these weren't, like, tight pals. They weren't, like, proximity pals. These were, like, dudes I would see at school and sometimes see afterwards. And you know how it was, like, back in the day? You kind of, you kind of, like, you didn't share things. Like, details all that much. It was just kind of like, you're hanging out, you're playing G.I. Joe's, you're playing Street Fighter, and next thing you know, it's like, the new school year's starting. You you catch my drift. But, um, I was at the 7-Eleven with my homeboy, Mark, and we were, we were playing Street Fighter, we're, like, playing against each other, when, like, this was also, like, one of the rare occasions when there was, like, nobody else there, because this was kind of, like, also a frequent, like, bully hangout. But we're, like, we're playing Street Fighter, and I'm, like, Dalsim or whatever, and I... I'm doing okay, and I beat him when all of a sudden, like, this kid, what was this kid's name? I think this kid's name was Josh. This kid Josh came in, and he put his quarter up. Now, Josh wasn't, like, one of my high school bullies, but he was definitely a jerk. Definitely, like, a big mouth jerk and a lot more popular than me. He's the kind of kid, he had, like, he had, like, an IZOD shirt, and his pants were pegged, and he had, like, name brand sneakers where I was wearing sneakers from, like, Payless cruddy uh, jeans from Kmart and like probably, I don't know, man, a t-shirt from like a store giveaway or something or whatever. I was a dork back then, dude. I didn't think of fashion all that much. And honestly, I don't think of fashion too much now, but I I, I digress. I'm, I'm playing the game and then Mar uh, this guy Josh comes in, pops his quarter on, and he's thinking he's just going to merc me. Like he's just going to merc me, knock me out, go on about his life, another victory for Josh. But somehow I managed to win. I defeated him handily, like, two fights straight, and then he put in another quarter. He's like, we gotta do it again, Icy Robots, you're never gonna get out of here alive. So he popped in another quarter, and I beat him again. Then I beat him again. Rinse and repeat. And this was just, like, one of the greatest video game victories of my life, because I sent this kid Josh out of there with nothing. Like, he probably came to the 7-Eleven with, like, $2. Like, he's gonna play a little Street Fighter, gonna get a big gulp gonna get some nerds, but instead he ended up getting knocked out by Dalsam, I gotta admit. I was definitely playing my corny Dalsam game where I was kind of like laying back in the cut, laying back in the cut, throwing straight jabs at him, but I won. I knocked him out, defeated him, took all of his quarters, and I like, I still remember this to this day, and, and since then, I've actually seen this kid Josh like around, and while he was like, he was, like, one of the coolest kids in school. Like, definitely one of the coolest kids in school with his popped collar, his loafers, all that stuff. This was back in the day when it was, like, it was cool to be, like... This was back when it was, like... It was, like, cool to dress like you were, like, on Wall Street or whatever. Like, a Wall Street guy in his day off. So it was, like, I would see this homie with his pop collars. And then one day I saw him, like, as an adult. And I gotta say, homeboy looked, like, bombed out and depleted. Like, he looked like he had been devastated by life. And I... I actually felt bad about it because here I am, Icy Robots now, having a nice life, nice house, nice family, nice wife, happy big smile on my face, enjoying things, and this guy, this guy looked like life hit him with a truck, like a Mack truck ran over him, and it just, 
I don't know, man. Maybe leading that Wall Street life when you're in, like, seventh grade just wasn't the uh, the best move of all. Besides, uh, video game, like, snacks and drinks and things are, are just, like, another gigantic draw at 7-Eleven. I am, like, a big gulp fan of the highest order. I'm, like, a big gulp aficionado. I think that's really neat to go down there and get, like, a giant thing of uh, soda with, like... Tons of ice. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the Coke you get at McDonald's. The problem is the cup. It's too small. For about the same price, 7-Eleven's Big Gulp well, gives you the freedom to enjoy a bigger Coke. 45% more. And if you prefer Pepsi, they don't have it. But 7-Eleven's Big Gulp well, gives you another kind of freedom. Freedom of choice. America likes the freedom of 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven's Big Gulp. Oh. I also really like, like, all the weird collector cups that come with the Big Gulp. I'm too young to have been into those, like, those, like, 1970s Marvel and DC Big Gulp cups. I do, I do have some. I think those actually, like, I think they predate the Big Gulp. I think they were just, like, soda fountain cups. But they made, like, these really cool ones from, like, Marvel characters and, like, DC characters. And this is, like, the cool, like, 70s versions of these characters. But they made those. They made, like, baseball players. And, like, football players. I have some of the baseball players ones. I have one for Dick Allen. And I have one for Nolan Ryan. And I do have some of the Marvel ones as well. I have, like, Mr. Fantastic. I'm looking over in the direction right now. I have Mr. Fantastic. I have um, I have Shang-Chi. I have Power Man and Iron Fist. I have a few. I think they're really neat. I like those a lot. I recall, though, back when... Back when I was in my 7-Eleven days, they did have a lot of cool ones. I remember there was, like, some ones for Ghostbusters... When Ghostbusters came out, and there were, like, other various movies. Ones that really, like, really tickled my fancy back then were the WWF ones that came out. I think, like, 81, 82, 83, something like that. Back in the days of, like, the, uh, rock and wrestling cartoon era. They had, like, Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper and Junkyard Dog. I know for a fact that I had a Hulk Hogan one. I recently did, like, a little eBay search for it. And you can get one for, like, 25, 30 bucks, which is, like, it's, like, too much. And I don't even know why. I would have picked Hulk Hogan when I was not a Hulk Hogan fan by any means, but I I wound up with that. They also had baseball team cups, like cups of all the different baseball teams, and they had like, they had cups for like the local players around here. We live, Santa Rosa is Giants territory. I myself, I am an A's fan, but the A's territory is more like the East Bay and I live in the North Bay, so when it comes down to, like, baseball stuff, it's always giant stuff. So they had cups for, like, Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell, Roger Craig, the manager, guys like that. When I wanted cups for, like, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Carney Lansford, Terry Steinbach, Walt Weiss, guys like that. So I I tended to avoid those because I'm, I'm like a Giants hater, dude. I cannot stand those guys. I cannot stand their fans. They're the worst. So I... I would just go for, like, a paper cup when they had the, uh, the Giants cups in effect. But, man, those 7-Eleven cups are neat. I also like those big, those big, like, I don't even know what we'd call them. Like, they're, like, thermal tumblers, like, big, giant, big gulp cups with, like, handles. I have a few of those lying around. They're kind of fun to go down and get refills. But I, I don't, like, collect those by any means. It's just, like, I bought a few over the years. But, man, when it's, like, a hot day... I swear to you, there is nothing better than going down there and get a big gulp. I will pick a big gulp over a Slurpee any day. Now, nothing wrong with a Slurpee. A Slurpee is a delightful treat. They're great. But I, I'm i prone to brain freeze. I think it's because my brain is so big. You know, I'm so, I'm like so giantly brained and intellectual that like, 
If I drink on like a frozen icy drink or whatever, I get the brain freeze just like crazy quick. So I, I do enjoy a Slurpee, but I don't enjoy them as much as like an icy cold Big Gulp. Another really cool 7-Eleven thing from back in the day was the burger bar. I asked for a tomato. I don't see any lettuce. At 7-Eleven, we believe the best burgers are the burgers you fix yourself. And when it comes to fixing, we got them all. Onion, pickle, lettuce, an extra slice of tomato. However you like your burger, that's how you get it at 7-Eleven. For only 99 cents, it's probably the best burger you ever made. At 7-Eleven, get the good things I have a lot of, like, really distinct memories of the 7-Eleven burger bar, oddly enough. Back in Rickon Valley, this is, like, way back in the day when we first moved here. There wasn't, like, an outlet for hamburgers, sure. There was Heavenly Hamburgers, but that was more like a sit-down restaurant, and, like, your boy at the time didn't have, like, restaurant sit-down kind of money. The McDonald's over by the, uh, over by Walgreens wasn't built yet. The Walgreens wasn't built yet. It was, a. Uh, it was still a bowling alley, but, um, there was no, like, real outlet for, like, a hamburger. And when they, when they first dropped this make-your-own-burger bar at the, uh, 7-Eleven, man, I was, like, I was, like, really into it. I've always been a fan of buffets. I've always been a fan of salad bars and, like, make-your-own things. I really, like, I jumped into this wholeheartedly. The hamburgers at 7-Eleven are, they're, like, they're very much like the cafeteria-style hamburger where, like, the meat is, like, the patty of the meat is, like, it's kind of squishy, kind of not in the sense of, like, how a hamburger is, like, kind of, like, grilled up, ground up steak. This is, like, grilled up, ground up, I don't even know what it is, but it's, like, it's kind of soft, it's kind of mushy. I actually factually had one of these a while ago. The wife and I were out, and we were doing, like, some thrift store stuff, like, driving around town, and we, we wanted to stop and get something to eat, but we didn't want to, like... We didn't want to go to a restaurant. We didn't want to do anything like that. We wanted to just, like, grab a quick snack. So we ran into the, uh, the 7-Eleven over by Cottingtown Mall. I still, I still hit up 7-Eleven fairly frequently. But we went in there, and they had, like, they had a deal where you can get, like, two hot dogs or a hot dog and a hamburger for, like, $1.99. So we decided, hey, why don't we get that? And then we'll split. Like, we'll split the hamburger in half. We'll split the hot dog in half. And then we'll, uh, you know, share it like that. So we each get, like, a little bit of each. And the, the, the burger was, like... Exactly like I remember them being. They're, like, steamed, sort of. They kind of have, like, this sort of, like, moist, steamed kind of bun, and the burger is kind of soft. They they don't have the burger bar anymore, but they did have, like, some various toppings or whatever. But back to the, uh, back to the old-school burger bar. I remember when they installed it, it was behind the register. When you go into the 7-Eleven there, the first thing you see is the register, then the games... We're over in the far corner on the behind the register side and the um, burger bar was just like right over there and they had the burgers. You could get the burger and then you would like have this choice of various toppings. There was like tomatoes and then there was lettuce and then there was like onion slices. Everything was kind of like sliced across the top, you know, like slice, 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 not like diced. You can get like a slice of onion, a slice of tomato, a slice of lettuce. Then they had like various like mayonnaise ketchup, mustard, and things like that, and one thing that I recall was different from the 7-Eleven at the time was, like, it was a squirt bottle. I don't know if this memory is 100% correct, but I remember it was, like, a squirt bottle as opposed to, like, the individual packets, and I gotta say, as, as somebody who's concerned about the future of the Earth, I'm not one for, like, those, like, disposable packets. I think that all things should go to back to, like, squirt bottles, glass bottles, if, 
if preferable. But um, they had that. And then you also had access to some of the various nacho toppings. They've always had nachos at 7-Eleven. That's like a staple. The big bite hot dogs, the nachos, and all that stuff were like staples. And then they would like add that to the burger bar. And one of my favorite things to do was like get the nacho cheese on the top of the burger. I would put like the burger... And then put the nacho cheese on top, and then sometimes I would add chili to it. I'm not like a giant chili burger fan at this point in my life, but at the time I was just like, you gotta get all you can get, because I didn't have like, I didn't have like oodles and oodles of money or whatever. So if I was gonna go and spend my 99 cents on a snack, I had to make sure that I was like filled to the max. So I would put the chili and the nacho cheese, and then I would kind of like eat it with a fork out in front of the store. That was one of my favorite things to do. Man, that burger bar was like... It was such a big deal. We would go down there like a couple times a week and get these burger bars. It's like a burger was sort of hard to come by in Rickon Valley. Sure, like I said, you could go to Heavenly Hamburgers, but Heavenly was a sit-down restaurant. And Heavenly was across, you had to go across Highway 12. And I was like a little nerd. And I was a little bit sketched out about going across Highway 12, even though they had like a light and everything. It was like totally safe, but I still didn't want to... I didn't want to go over there. I did go over there from time to time because that's where that's where Cooperstown Comics and Cards was. So I would go there, but I, I just kind of avoided Heavenly. And I don't know why because I do have fond memories of going to that place with my parents. But when it came time for me to go get a burger, I was more apt to go to the 7-Eleven because they had video games and they had big gulps and they had magazines and all kinds of stuff. That was, that was like a really solid memory. I find, in my opinion, that 7-Eleven is like, it's a really good place to go and get food if you're just like traveling or you're on the go and you just want to make a stop like if you're if you're in some random foreign place and you see a 7-Eleven you can stop and you can be guaranteed that you'll be able to get like a big bite hot dog or some of those taquitos that they have or like a burger they still have the burgers they have I think they even have pizza now now I've, I've tried to slice of that pizza it's not it's not good by any stretch. It's not as good as like a Little C's even or even like a Domino's. It's not great, but they do they do sell the whole pizza for $5. So if you're like if you're like in school or whatever, you're like trying to get like your feet into the world, you're trying to get some traction, a $5 pizza can feed you for like a couple days. So I'm not mad at it by by any stretch, but man, I I still dig those burgers. You know what I get when I go to 7-Eleven? I get hard-boiled eggs. They have these hard-boiled eggs that I'll just like I'll get two of those for 99 cents and a big gulp and I get like it's like a high protein meal for like 99 cents it's great I get diet soda I'm looking at like 180 calories which is which is pretty good I'll also get like some almonds or whatever I'm not I'm not a snacktastic as I used to be back in the day I try to I try to watch my snacks that's the key that's the key to fitness dietary success you gotta gotta watch your snacks but when I was when I was like a youngster dude I was going in for like Two chili burgers a day, a couple big bites, a couple big gulps. And this was before I would drink the diet soda. Now I'm like a Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi guy all the way. But back then, I'm going like full on, full size, big gulp, full of new Coke or whatever it was they had at the time. I'm lucky I didn't become diabetic, to be perfectly honest with you. No wonder, no wonder I had like a giant weight issues at the time. I think maybe there was only like one more big deal over at the 7-Eleven from back in the day. And that was when they started renting VHS tapes. Folks, 
the sure gone Hollywood from Grant Movies at Easy as 7-Eleven. Silverado is a cinematic tour de force, don't you think? It's a poetic blazing saddle. It's the new wave in West. 7-Eleven has all the top hits 24 hours a day. There's a photodynamic restraint to Rambo that's unique. And the price? Universal spent $22 million on this thing. You get it for only 99 cents. Now movies are as easy as 7-Eleven. Oh, you have, oh God. Oh, thanks, heaven. <laughs> Yeah, man, for a while, 7-Eleven rented VHS tapes. Why was this a big deal to me? It was a big deal because we had a VCR, right? We got a VCR in the house. The problem was the only video store in our area was like all the way down Highway 12 across the street from Long's Drugs. It's where the uh, Crossing the Jordan thrift store is right now. And I go in there all the time and it's always like... It's always like a real blast from the past to walk around in the store that used to be my, my video store. But at the time, this was like way, 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 way out of the range of my bike. So I never, not never got the chance to go and rent videos unless my folks took me down there. Which they were really good about it. They used to take me down to rent Animal Olympics or whatever like every weekend. But during the week, sometimes after school, I'd want to check something out. Like... I was done skipping doing my homework and I, I wanted to chill out and watch a movie and I just couldn't get down to the video store. So when 7-Eleven started renting tapes, man, oh man, was this a big deal. Not only could I go down, play video games, eat a chili burger, drink some Jolt Cola, get some Big League Chew or whatever, but now I could rent a copy of WrestleMania 3 at the same time. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. My folks were cool about it. They were cool, so they went down and they set up an account. They had to give their ID and, like, a credit card number or whatever, and then you had a 7-Eleven video store card. I wish I still had that. I've looked on eBay and I haven't been able to find one, but man, oh, man, would I like to have a 7-Eleven video card as, like, a memento of that time. The way I remember it being was... The videos were, like, right inside the store, right when you went inside the door, like, right there... You turn a right, right where the uh, magazine rack is now. The very small, very sparse magazine rack. Well, magazines used to be, like, a really big part of the 7-Eleven experience with, like, almost, like, one half of one side of an aisle dedicated to magazines. Now they're down to maybe, like, an eighth of an aisle. Something like that. There's only, like, a few, dude. I, I, I'm really sad to see the uh, decline in magazines because I'm a magazine aficionado. But at the time, the magazines and the VHS tapes shared a... Uh, shared a whole deal, and the way that it works, if I recall correctly, is they didn't have the tapes out on the shelf. They had, like, they had, like, a, like, a long row of, like, these, these hanging placards. Like, they were, like, I'm trying to think how, how I, how I could describe it, but they had, like, a small envelope, and inside the envelope was, like, a picture of the movie, and was all attached to this thing, and you could, like, lift it up and be able to see the back and read what the movie was about, and then if you were interested in the movie, you would pull the insert out, take it to the counter, and they had the movie behind the counter and they would they would give it to you there. They also rented VCRs, if I remember correctly. I don't think that I've ever in my life rented a VCR. I know that we at one time rented a Super Nintendo and we rented things like that, but I don't think I've ever rented a VCR. My family wasn't like early adopters into the VCR game, but they did get one like once they became like normal standard home equipment. So we've always had one. We've never rented one, but they know that they rented them there. Over the years, I remember renting Rambo. I know I did that. I remember renting, like, some wrestling videos. Wrestling videos were my jams. I could never get the pay-per-views when I was a kid, so I had to wait till they came out on VHS, and then I would just, like, 
rent them till like the cows came home. I'd rent them, rent them over again, rent them over again. At one point, I know that I loaned my copy of, I think it was WrestleMania 2, to my guy Mark. Like, I rented the video. Then Mark begged and pleaded and begged and pleaded if he could please borrow it. He's like, please let me borrow it and take it home and watch it and I'll bring it back the very next day to school. He and I would ride to school in the morning. Like, we would ride our bikes together. And he's like, please... I'll bring it in the morning when you ride bikes, and then you can just, like, take it back after school, and it won't be late. It'll be fine. Which is which is weird, because I had rented the video because I wanted to watch it, but he was asking me if he could borrow it, and he could go watch it. But he was, like, my bestest friend at the time, so I said, sure, Mark, you could do it. But then, when he got home, he forgot it that day, then he forgot it the next day, and he forgot it the next day. And by that point, I was tripping, because I knew the guy from the 7-Eleven was going to call any day, and I knew that when I started renting over there, what was cool is I could go by myself, and I could rent him by myself, and I knew that, like, the deal would be, if you get any late fees, we're not going to pay him. You're going to be, you're going to be out of luck. So return everything on time. And this was like a, like a big scary deal at the time, because they had your credit card number, and the dude at the video store was not above charging your parents' charge card for the price of WrestleMania, which is probably like $99.95, because VHS tapes are like super duper crazy expensive back then. So eventually, Mark did bring it. And I remember the morning that he brought it, I rode it over to the 7-Eleven that morning before I went to uh, Rinkin Valley Junior High and dropping it off. And I, I don't know if I ever rented another video there again after that. I think I was too scared to go in and face the late fees, even though I probably could have just like told my mom I was going to rent a movie, taken the money from the movie and applied it toward the late fees and then did that like four or five times until I eventually paid it back. But you know how it is being a kid. Your follow through is bad and you'd rather just like never face the music rather than face it and know that you have like a four ninety nine bill or something. But that was like a super big deal, man. There were so many things at 7-Eleven that made me feel like I had freedom. Like I had the freedom to go down there and get my own food. Like if I wanted to, I could go get a hamburger and I could say, oh, mom, I don't need dinner. I'm full. I ate two chili burgers and drank three Jolt Colas and ate some gummy bears. And now I was able to go and get my own movies. It was just like a really great time of my life, man. Really great. 7-Eleven is always provided for me. I got nothing but love for 7-Eleven. You are listening to this boring life convenience stores as time marched on and your guy icy robots grew into a uh like teenage kind of hip-hop guy i still would like hang and bang at convenience stores but it was kind of a it was kind of a different deal let me let me set the scene for you this is the high school age like 1989 1990 88 something something like that and me and my guys had like a hip-hop crew we were like we called ourselves like the school of hard knocks and we were just like, we were like massively into hip hop, into, into what sort of hip hop? I don't know, man, like East Coast stuff, you know, like New York stuff, things like that. But we kind of, we kind of fancied ourselves like a rap crew. I would spend time like making beats with my tape recorder and record player and stuff. I didn't have like any kind of like a mixing board or whatever. It was just like, I was using the pause button to like loop drum loops and like make beats and stuff. And my guys... They felt like they were rappers and stuff, even though I've got to be honest. I was a terrible beat producer, and they were terrible rappers. But we we fancied ourselves like a hip-hop crew, and my guy, my guy Slug Nut, him and uh, Gomes would go out rolling every Friday. Slug Nut had this giant, like, yellow Cadillac with, like, a brown interior. It was... It was a pretty cool car, I gotta be honest. It was enormous, but it was like, it was pretty tight. It had rims, and he had, like, a banging sound system. Dude invested, like... 
a lot of his time and a lot of his money into his car. And every Friday night, we would go out and we would roll down Mendocino Avenue all the way down the 4th Street. Then you take a loop and you come back around and you just like do this like over and over and over again, you know, just kind of just kind of hoping that people would see you in your car and people would like hear your music and all that stuff. You know, man, you're out there, you're flossing. We had these hats we got made over at the mall that said School of Hard Knocks and we'd be like driving around like they were in the front. I always had to play the back because they were one year ahead of me in school. They were juniors and I was a I was a sophomore. So they were like, I'm in the back. We're looking out the window, just looking at people, like, just, like, wanting to make people jealous. You know what I'm saying? Just wanted to have them see us in the car. Everybody's looking, if you're jealous, turn around the AMG kick. Now, of course, I realize this is mad stupid. And when I see dudes doing stuff like this, because dudes still cruise around here. Dudes still got their base cars. And when I see dudes doing it, I'm just like, you're a mad dumb dude. Get focused on important things in life. But uh, at the time... It was, like, so cool to just be, like, wearing these hats, wearing our flannel shirts like we were in the House of Pain, driving back and forth up and down the street. You're, like, you're hoping that, like, a girl's gonna look at you, a girl's gonna pay attention to you, or, like, some other sucker crew's gonna want to fight, even though we, like, we never got in fights. Fights were, like, frequently threatened, but, like, hardly ever delivered. I, I think that, like, in the entirety of my life in Santa Rosa, I, I've seen, like, Maybe three, two or three fights ever where, like, there's actual, like, face punches thrown. You see a lot of, like, pushing and shoving and wrestling, but, like, very, very, very seldom ever, like, a, uh, face punch. This is, this is a complete side note, but I remember when I started at Santa Rosa Junior College, like, my first, first or second week there, I saw two dudes get into a fight, and they were, like, punching and kicking each other with, like, complete abandon. I have no idea what it was about. They actually, like, came into the room fighting. There's, like, there's, like, a cafeteria and, like, a bunch of, like, sub-cafeterias and, like, cafes and all this stuff all in that area. And I was in, like, one of the rooms, like, reading a book, trying to seem, trying to seem cool. And these, like, these guys came fighting into the room. They, like, came fighting and punching through the room. And then one guy punched the guy and the other guy pushed him. And he went right through the window, like right through the window out into the quad. Then he jumped into the quad. The guy followed him out into the quad and they just continued on fighting. It was craziest thing I've ever seen. It got me thinking that like being at the junior college was bananas when it's actually like quite mellow. Anyway, we would go cruising. We'd be like driving loops up and down the block and every once in a while you'd make a stop. And one of the main, main, main stops on Mendocino Avenue at the time was this convenience store called Merv's. Little Super. Merv's Little Super is now long gone, sadly. It's a sandwich place. I've never, I've never gotten the sandwich there, but I've heard they're quite good. My, my kid goes there sometimes when she's, when she's at school and she says the sandwiches are quite good. But I myself, I am a Lazzini sandwich guy. Lazzini's in Bennett Valley to me is the, uh, the best sandwiches in Sonoma County. If I'm going to get a chain sandwich, I'm going to go to Togo's. I avoid Subway with all of my heart and soul. Their, their food is gross. But anyway, we would stop at Merv's Little Super and just kind of like, we would like lamp, drink diet Pepsis, do whatever, just like hang out and try to look cool. My man Slug Nut would like pop open the trunk and he would start like booming beats. I remember that this was like, this was like so nuts. Like he'd be bumping these beats, right? He'd be bumping the sound and like it took so much battery life that like the, the, the car battery would like get drained and the uh, like the, the, the lights would blink. Like, the, the front and back lights would just, like, turn on and off. It was crazy. Such a drain. Such a loud sound. Headlights breaking because your battery's drained. Armor roll on your tires and a big gold chain. 
You know, man, I wish I had a big gold chain, but I remember I could never even find one. I always wanted one of those big Run DMC rope chains back in the day. I would still want one now, to be honest, but I always wanted one of those, but I could never find it for sale anywhere. I would even, I would even be super happy with like a fake gold one. And there's no way I'm investing like $15,000 in like a pure gold chain, 50,000, a million. I don't even know what it costs. I don't, I don't want a plated one because that's like most of the way fake. If you're going to go most of the way fake, you might as well just go all the way fake and get a fakie. But I, I could never even find one, but that would have been dope. Merv's, Merv's little super back to stay on focus was like the sleazy version of 7-Eleven. This was like a full on sleaze ball convenience store, but it was like really great. I'd have to say that their, their specialty was probably like 40 ounce beers and adult magazines. They had like this giant rack of like all adult magazines. They didn't even sell like normal magazines there. You couldn't even go down to Merv's and get the latest issue of Sports Illustrated or the latest episode of Entertainment Weekly or Premiere or Grand Royal or any of the other magazines of the time. They only had adult periodicals and they went like far beyond the scope of like your Playboy magazine, your Penthouse magazine, what have you. They they got into the realm of like weird things from Europe and just like all kinds of crazy stuff. It was, it was bananas. It was disgusting. It was gross. They also had like adult videos. At one point they had a whole entire back room. Like you had to pull the curtain and it was full of like adult VHS tapes. I always, always thought that was wild. You can go get your, your beer and your adult movie all at the same time. They did also have video games for like the longest time. And I think that I talked about this on the, uh, the five top five arcade games of all the time in space. They, they had Smash TV which is, like, far and away one of my favorite video games of all the time. It's a two-player game where you're, like, in a game show. It's like a game show, a game show of death. You have to, like, run around and shoot uh, other people. It's, uh, like, you see it from, like, a top view. You're looking down at this maze. That game was, like, so much fun. Me and my guys would play that. Me and my cousin would play that when he was when he was living here, and that was super fun. They also had um, Pit Fighter. I like that fighting game, Pit Fighter. I know that it's not a good game. I'm completely aware of that, but I do think it's a lot of fun. There's there's something about me and a story about like illegal underground fighting that really like it. I don't know, man. That's my favorite. That's my favorite subgenre of movie fights. I like like Green Street Hooligans 2 or like Undisputed, the, mo- the movie where like the uh, heavyweight champion of the world has to fight the prison champion of the world. I like blood sport, all that kind of stuff. And this game Pit Fighter really like, it really like fulfilled that for me. But we would spend a lot, a lot of times at Merv's Little Super. Like, Merv's was the spot. We'd go cruising, stop, hit Merv's, go inside, get, like, a two-liter of Diet Pepsi that we would, like, pass around the car. Why did I say Diet Pepsi? It was in no way Diet Pepsi. I'm sure it was just, like, full-strength Coke. We would get some, like, Lay's potato chips or whatever. You know what we were into at the time? They would sell these snacks. They were, like, sourdough chips. And they came in, like, a silver bag they were made in San Francisco. They were like San Francisco sourdough, and they had like they had like a picture of like the Golden Gate Bridge on them and stuff. I do not think they make those chips anymore. I have looked like hither and yon for these things, and I've never found them anywhere. I used to get them at Long's Drugs. Long's Drugs is no longer with us, sadly. I miss that store. It's now a CVS, which is which is whack. But anyway, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of some other interesting Merv's little super things. They had like they had like that spinny rack on the counter with all kinds of like illicit items like switchblade knives, brass knuckles, uh crack pipes, you know, that kind of thing that I'm talking about. I I was into that, man. I remember the like sleaziness was really like a like a turn on for us. You know, we would like we would be like we're all hip hop hanging out at like the sleazy convenience store, man. We felt like 
we felt like we were in a rap video. You know what I'm saying? It was like that kind of a scene. Man, we were posing it up, but it in a way it was it was a, it was a sincere love pose. It wasn't like a full on whack pose, but anyway, it was still still a pose, still fronting, posing a move, whatever. But you know, it's fine, man. I think it, it, we're all kind of posing. When we're younger, you're posing because you're trying to like, you're trying to find who's like the real you. Turns out the real me likes to read comic books and mess around with audio files on the computer. But uh, at the time, I thought the real me liked to mess around with like beats on tape, try to make beats, drive around in a car in front. In a lot of ways, it's like the same thing. I still, I still drive around in front, but now I front like I'm smarter than everyone else rather than cooler than everyone else. I see robots. Radio. I I think that like my last major experience with a convenience store. I think what I mean by that is that like my last time I felt like fully connected with a convenience store where one was like part of like my everyday routine was the uh, the Circle K over by the Safeway on Mendocino. Avenue. That one, that one was near a place I was living at the time, so I was over there, like, I was over there, like, all the time, dude. Like, literally every single day getting something to eat, getting something to drink, getting whatever. I was also, I was also, like, hanging and clanging with my, with my cousin at the time. He and I would hang out a lot, and he was, he was, like, an everyday pack-a-day type smoker dude, so we were over there, like, all the time getting stuff for me, getting stuff for him. It was just, it was just a regular haunt. They, they had a couple of video games at the time too. For a while, they had that really cool Dungeons and Dragons video game. And then after that, they had like a Street Fighter game that I'll, that I'll talk about in a minute. They don't have any games there anymore. It's not even like, it's not even the Circle K anymore. I think that they changed it to like Octagon H or something. It's like an H and an Octagon rather than like a K in a circle, but it seems like, it seems like it's essentially the same store. Maybe they just, like, I don't know, quit being a franchise of the, uh, the Circle K, but what was, what was, like, the main draw over there? I'm trying to think. It was, like, the hot dogs, they had this deal where it was, like, two hot dogs for 99 cents, and this wasn't, like, this was when your guy, aka me, was, like, first on my own out there, and I didn't, I didn't really have, like, the skills to make food or the money to acquire decent food, so I would, like, I would get these hot dogs at least once a day for, like, lunch or for dinner. I, I tried to put some thought into this about, like, what I was eating back then, because I don't remember, like, actually ever making anything or anything like that. I think I was, I was mainly subsisting on these, uh, Circle K hot dogs and also this Lean Cuisine, um, microwave macaroni and cheese that I, that I really liked. I still do like that one. If I ever have to, like, go, like, to a workplace and whatever, this is, like, a fine little microwave lunch for yourself, like, a dollar ninety-nine. They also make one with a, um, a Salisbury steak. It's like a Salisbury steak and a uh, macaroni and cheese, and I would eat this one, like, all the time. I'd buy these at the, uh, at the Circle K, put them in the freezer, and if I was home for dinner, that would be, like, my dinner, as far as I can recall. But for the most part, we were, like, out and about, and we would hit up the uh, Circle K, get those hot dogs. My cousin would buy some cigarettes. We would get, like, a big gulp or whatever the Circle K big gulping equivalent is, and we would, like, maybe play a little Street Fighter, Maybe play a little of that Dungeons and Dragons game. That was the fun game where you could choose being like a cleric or like a knight or whatever. I would usually go for the cleric when I played that game. I don't know why. I kind of I kind of liked how he had like a mace. I think like a mace is a good like uh, medieval weapon. I like that, and I like how he had this power that he could heal guys. I thought that was I thought that was pretty fun. It made you integral to the unit. It was like it was like having extra lives. You know what I mean? You could get like extra lives for the whole posse. I think that. 
I think at the Circle K, they had, like, the two-person version, but at the bowling alley, Continental Lanes, they had the four-person version. Because we would play both, like, pretty frequently, because we did... We did hang out at the bowling alley over in Roseland a lot when it was there, and that was one we were always hitting up, because it's fun, man. We were all into D&D, we were all into, like, multiplayer video games, so this one, like, this one, like, really hit on a couple different levels. It was, it was cool, but, um, that was cool, the Street Fighter was cool, the food was cool, the Circle K was, like, it was another one of these Merv's little super kind of, kind of sleazy style one, with, like, the sleazy rack on the counter with all the... All the sleazy crackhead stuff. And they would run like specials on 40s, like three Mickey's 40 ounce for $4.99 or whatever. It was it was that kind of place. But they had nachos and they had hot dogs and they had little hamburgers and they had microwave food and they had candy. And that was like these were like the main things I lived on at the time. I tried to put myself back in the back in the shoes of that younger icy robots when I was just like out there, like for the first time on my own. And I was like I was, like, incapable of doing anything that, like, a normal human being would do. My place was messy. I barely ate food. And when I did eat food, it was garbage. I would, like, I would, like, have mad rampant, like, seasonal allergies because I was too dumb to go to uh, Kaiser and get myself some allergy medicine or something. I was just, like, I was just, like, poorly trained and poorly equipped to go out into the world. But, like, but, like, aren't we all? You know, you spend so much time, like, on your own just learning how to become, like, a day-to-day normal functioning member of society. It's very, very hard-earned skill. I think I got it down now. At least I hope I do. It's probably too late to get it if I if I don't. But I do, I do think that I, I got it down now. But the time, man, total scallywag, total hip-hop head, eating hot dogs, hanging out at the Circle K, playing Street Fighter. The, the big story that I have for the uh, Circle K is one day I was like... I was, like, all on my lonesome. I remember I couldn't find anybody to hang out with. You know how, like, this was, like, so heartbreaking when you were younger. It was just, like, an absolute heartbreaker. I got no homeboys. I feel so lonely. Nowadays, who cares? Like, I'll just, like, I'll just, like, watch something on TV or hang out or just enjoy my time alone. But back then, dude, heartbreaking time. So I was, like, what do I do? And I remember it was also, like, a rainy day. It was raining pretty hard. I'm, like, what do I do with myself? I considered, like, walking downtown because there was always, like, people... That I knew hanging out downtown. I'm like, maybe I could walk down there, hook up with a crew on that side, see what they're up to or whatever, maybe go to the mall. But I was like, man, it's raining, and it's raining pretty good. I don't want to go all the way over there because, like I said, I was an incapable human being. I probably didn't even have, like, a raincoat or an umbrella. These are things you don't own when you're first out there on your own because you're dumb. But uh, I, I decided, eh, I'll just go down to the Circle K, and I'll play Street Fighter. I'll just go down there, and I'll play some Street Fighter for a couple hours. Remember, I had, like, five bucks. I'm like, I'll just get, like, five bucks worth of quarters, and I'll just play Street Fighter and eat a hot dog, and that'll be that'll be fine. So I'm going down there, and I'm, like, walking in the rain, and it turned out to be, like, much heavier rain than I thought. So by the time I got down there, I was, like, I was, like, dripping soaked with water. I was just, like, soaked. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Because nowadays, this would be the kind of thing where, like, it ruins your day. It would ruin your week getting soaked up out there, but at the time, you're just like, who even cares? And I'm like, who even gives a flip? So I'm just like, I'm playing Street Fighter, and I cannot off the top of my head remember the name of the character, but it's like, it's like the Native American Street Fighter warrior guy who's like, he's really big, and he's really buffed. He's one of the guys who like stands much taller than the other characters. I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy's new, because I, I hadn't like, I hadn't really gotten down with a lot of the new Street Fighter characters, like the the Bruce Lee guy, or this guy, or DJ, the uh, Caribbean guy. None of these guys. I was still, I was still just like being Balrog or Dalsum or whatever. But I'm like, well, I'll give this guy a shot. He looks pretty cool. He has a headband and stuff. So I'm like, I'm playing and I'm playing and I'm doing okay. And I'm like, huh? 
I've won like five, six fights in a row. I'm like, this is really great. This is one of my best Street Fighter like opportunities of all the time. I'll, I'm okay. Like I'll win like one, two, three, four fights before having to re-up on corners. But I was going like pretty deep into the game and I'm like, this is crazy. I've never even used this guy in my life. I don't know any of the combos. I don't know any of the moves. I don't know anything. I'm just winging it. But I ended up winning the whole game. Ended up winning the whole game, knocking him out. And it was the only time in my entire life I've ever won Street Fighter on one quarter. And I remember... Remember thinking, I wonder if it's on like easy or something. That was one of the, one of my thoughts at the time. I wonder if it's on easy because I'm just like mopping up these guys. And maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. I like to think of it as like the greatest Street Fighter victory in my life. But it could have been, could have been on the easy setting. Hard to say. Who knows about these kind of things? But still, it was pretty fun. I remember, I remember winning and also being like a little sad that there was like none of my homies were there to uh, see me get my victory. And I, you know, I, I don't know. It was like that is. And that was like, that was something uh, that we really like felt like back in the days. Nothing counted unless somebody else is there to see it with you. You need your homies, otherwise you're just, you're just front and faking the funk. All Thirst Busters and Frosters now come in a no sweat cup. 79 cents, any size, every day. Only at Circle K. What else do you need? Only at Circle K. What else do you need? I was, I was down at the Circle K, well, the Octagon H recently. There's a thrift store over there that I like to go to every once in a while. And I was over there and I got thirsty. So I, I dipped around the corner and I went in there and man, that place is like bombed out and depleted. It is in like terrible shape. Back in the day, it was like, it was like janky. It was janky, but now it's like, now it's like way janky. So I, I don't know, man, the Octagon H, not as good as the Circle K. I'm trying to think if there's like... If there's, like, any other tales of, uh, convenience stores, the, the one that I go to now, when I go to one, is the 7-Eleven out on Highway 12, past the Safeway, on the way to Sonoma. It's a newer one. It's really, really, really nice. It's, like, it is shiny, and it is brand new, and they have, like, all the top-of-the-line brand new Slurpee technology. It's, like, this one is, like... The creme de la creme, as far as I've seen in 7-Elevens. Whenever you hear about, like, 7-Eleven having some kind of a promotion or whatever, this is what I recall as, as a youth, is they would have some kind of a promotion, and then you would go down there and they wouldn't have, like, the cups you were looking for or the whatever you were looking for, and it was really hard to find. But this one is, like, it's right near Sonoma, which is, like, a super ritzy, like, winery town and whatever. So they have, like, the creme de la creme of all the new coffee flavors and all the fun stuff. So... When we do go, we go out there, we tend to get, like, we get, like, these hard-boiled eggs that they have all the time when we're out there looking for a snack. We'll get, like, a bag of almonds and some hard-boiled eggs or, like, a, like, a big gulp nowadays. We'll, we'll go in for one of those hamburgers every now and again over there. I like it. It's nice. We'll go. It's a bit of a drive from where we are. Maybe, like, ten minutes. Not even, like, really that much. But, like, ten minutes down the highway... But it's better than the one that I used to hang out at when I was younger. The one that's over by, uh, one that's over by where Heavenly Hamburgers used to be. Man, that one, that one's okay, but the parking lot is whack. We used to just, like, walk there when we were, when we were young sprats. We just, like, walk. So it wasn't really, wasn't really, like, that big of a deal. But when you have to get a car in and out of there, it's no fun at all. So we just, we just bypass it and go to the other one. A big, um, a big convenience store thing nowadays is, like, gas stations with convenience stores. This wasn't, like... This wasn't, like, so much the move back when I was a kid. I'm thinking now, 
There is a gas station with a convenience store and a Mexican burrito place right across the street from the old 7-Eleven. So we do go to that one sometimes. We've gotten tacos there. They're actually, actually factually not that bad, to be honest with you. I was very, very surprised we got some tacos there. They don't have, like, the biggest selection of candy. The 7-Eleven when I was a kid, they had, like, a giant selection of candy. I've... I've thought about this. Do you think that, like, overall candy selection is down? Unless you go to, like, a specialty, like, candy store. It doesn't seem like there's there's all these wacky candies. It doesn't really seem like they, like, launch or drop new candies all that often. Everything is kind of like a new flavor of an old candy. The The last major candy technology, I think, was maybe, like, the, uh, the sour, like, Sour Patch Kids and all the different uh, versions of that, worms and, and everything. That may be, like, the last... Last major drop in the candy world I can I can think of. Everything else is kind of a different flavor of Peeps or like a different kind of chocolate on your Snickers or like a Snicker with almonds instead of peanuts or whatever. You, you get what I'm saying. But man, the candy aisle at the the one over there, it's not it's not that great. I go in there and I can't even really find like some of these things that I, I do like, like like sprees. I tried to get some sprees there the other week and they didn't have any sprees. I, I don't even know where you find those anymore. I know that you can get get your sprees at Big Lots. But anyway, anyway, my guys, I think that we're at the end of the uh, convenience store tales. I can't really think of any other ones. One time, actually, we'll, we'll tell this one really quick before we get out. One time, I'm thinking I was like 19, maybe like 19, 20 years old. My guy, Devil T, is like, hey, why don't we go over to the 7-Eleven and see if we can get somebody to, um, to buy us a 40 ounce? And we're just like, we're just like dumb, dumb. So we went over there and we asked like the first guy who went in, like, hey man, would you buy us a 40 ounce? And he's like, uh, no. And he went inside, and I think that he snitched on us. I think that he snitched, because the guy who was working at the counter came out, and he just, like, went ape on us. He was, like, screaming, waving his arms about how he was going to lose his liquor license and, like, how the police were on the way. And we we actually thought the police were on the way. He's like, the police are on the way right now. And we started... We started booking. We felt like we were, we were like, we were in like that uh, NWA video, huh? 100 miles running or whatever. And we're just like, we're running. We headed through Whited School and we went into that neighborhood over there. And we ended up like dipping down into these trails by the creek. We're like, the cops won't know these back trails like we do. So we're just like walking these trails, hoping that like, hoping that Popo didn't grab us and throw us in. We were, we were hardcore gangbangers back then. You know, we were tough. We were connected. We, we ran from the cops and we hid in the creek. I, I think that's about it, though. I, I had a lot of fun with this. A lot of, a lot of cool memories. A lot of, a lot of things dredged up. If the store down the way had a video game in it, I would probably go play that video game, to be honest with you. I would probably go down there and play it. If they had, like, a multicade or, like, a pinball, I would do it, man. There's times when you just want to have, like, 20 minutes of something to do. You just kind of want to go out and come back. You don't really want to stay in the entirety of the time. If they had video game, I'd go over and I'd play it. And I think that would be fun. So I I do find that area of convenience stores completely lacking. But uh that was just a side note and note. We're gonna we're gonna call it a day. This is me, Icy Robots, the uh the king of convenience stores signing off this boring life. Convenience stores. This boring life. I can't get with boring. boring. This boring life.